because I had not met him in person yet. And I drove to Alabama to stay at his house. Yeah, that's not safe. <laughs> we talk so much about safety and like precaution and I'm on all your dates with a baseball. Okay, but here's the whole point of and- consignment therapy is we offer the do's and don'ts. So just because yeah. I did it doesn't mean that you should go and do that's it. It's one of those buckets. <laughs> this was one of those fuck it, just do it moments. Welcome to Consignment Therapy Podcast, where we hand down our experiences on dating, sex, relationships, mental health, and all the bullshit in between. The good, the bad, the ugly, the do's, the don'ts, or the fuck it, just do it. I'm your co-host, Kenzie, a 30-year-old divorcee, dating app connoisseur, single for the first time since I was 17, and my favorite color flag is apparently red. And I'm your co-host, Jen, a 31-year-old anxious attachment in recovery. I give off major dad vibes when traveling, planning, or decorating of any kind. I'm a sucker for a Bud Light, and if you're mean to me and have a beard, I'll probably fall in love with you. But we didn't let you fall in love this summer. So that way you did not ruin our completely unhinged summer. You sure didn't. But I give myself credit for that. You did great this summer. I did. I saw bad behavior and I put a stop to it. I set boundaries and then those boundaries were pushed and then I cut it off and I walked away and never looked back. So this I summer. I would have done that six months ago. No, six months ago, y'all would have been married this summer for sure. Probably would have been like, but he's nice to me. He just loves me so much. He double texts me and calls me three times a day. (laughs) This summer, we planned on having one of like the best summers that we've had yet because last summer was the worst summer I have ever had. A bag of dicks. The worst bag of dicks. Like we choked on it. That's how bad. Tiny chode. Micropene dicks is how bad it sucked. Summer last year burned and crashed. And it was funny because last summer we said, this is going to be the best summer of our entire life. Mm -hmm. And so every summer I'm kid free because my daughter has to go to her dad's. It's like part of our custody agreement. And last summer was the first summer that we had to do that. So I knew going into it, it was going to be a little rough. And so I took off to California in the beginning of the summer because I was like, what can I do to keep myself distracted while she's gone? And I got this opportunity to head out to California. So I was like, peace out. I'm going to California. And everybody in Chattanooga was like, including you, were like, wait, why the hell are you leaving for the entire summer? This Mm -hmm. is supposed to be the best summer we're ever going to have. Go -hmm. to California. It's total shit. I thankfully get a call. From 2E TV, the producers there offer for me to be in a documentary to come home and I'm take the first flight out of California and I'm never going back. And after I got back from California is when everything spiraled, crashed and burned. I can't even remember. I kind of feel like last summer is a little bit of a fever dream because I don't remember 
exactly what we did last summer. I just remember like key events of what happened last I, I summer. I like we were just mostly separated. And I know your daughter had a, it was the, a, the first time being away from you for that long. That was hard on both of you, extremely emotional. I was still new in town. I was at your house every weekend. We were separated. And then I had like a bachelorette party. Uh, I had to go home because I'm from Indiana. I had to go home for a week. And then I had a family vacation back in Vegas. I was gone for like 18 days. I was gone for almost a month and I had to board my cat. I was cried. I cried way, I cried way more than I'm, I'm not really ashamed of that. I was very sad. I mean, that's my baby child. He's a lot of my life. And then we got tattoos and then summer was over and he almost died. And it just, yeah, then it was winter. And I cried so much last summer. There was so many times where there, like, I remember a five day period where I didn't shower a single time because I was like so depressed, like struggling with her being gone. And then you were gone. And then there was just other like personal things in between that, that were just such a struggle. And by the end of the summer, my birthday rolled around. Let's try and salvage what's left of summer. We go out. I almost die. That Mm -hmm. rocked everybody. And when I say like almost die, legitimately almost lost my life within like minutes of 911 being called. And so that I feel like rocked everybody to their core. And it was just like after that. I couldn't leave my apartment for weeks. I went back home. I hid. I ran away. (laughs) I don't blame you. I like don't blame you at all. Everybody was shook. Everybody was shook. Like my family was completely shook up about the entire thing. And there was Mm -hmm. so much like mom guilt on my part. And at that point, I was just like, you know what? I want the summer to be done. And then we rolled into winter. That was depressing. Then you became so anxiously attached on another level. I got into the worst situationship. Oh, and I was laid off. So guess what I did? I didn't work. And all I had to do was wait on the text message that never came. It was horrible. <laughs> like that whole like seven month span was just garbage. And then yeah. it was like once I called you out for being anxiously attachment at the end of February, it was like we were on the up and up. It just, the wheels started turning. The wheels started turning? Oh, wait, no. I had my one night stand, and then that was bad. And then the wheels started turning. That is true. That is true. After the one night stand, we went to the beach where it was 55 degrees. We were cold. My daughter was crying. It was terrible, but it was like we needed the cold to freeze our brains to, like, reset everything, you know? And then after that, that is true. After that, everything was up and up. We come back from Hilton Head and we mm-hmm. came up with this plan that we were going to have the most unhinged fun summer that we have ever had. And we did. Oh, we did. Yeah. Summer sure started off with the plan that we were going to have a hot girl summer. Whatever happens, happens. So mm-hmm. the beginning of the summer, we take a little bit of a road trip and we are going to take my daughter to her dad meet him and his awesome wife in South Carolina. And then after that, we were like, all right, summer kicks off. And Mm -hmm. right before this, we were like, we had not been out on dates in months prior Mm -mm. to this. Months we had not been on dates. I don't think we had been out on dates. The last dates that I went on was in March when we did the speed dating and or not the speed dating when we did the blind dates. And then that was the last date that I had been on. And you had not been on a date like two months prior to that. I think I deleted the apps after the one night thing. And then I think 
Well, I almost, well, remember one night, summer, hot girl summer almost got derailed because I almost had a boyfriend. <laughs> you almost had a boyfriend and I was not about it. I was trying I was to scared. be supportive. I was trying to be supportive, but in the back of my head, I was like, this guy's about to ruin my entire summer. Oh. Like I'm kid free. I have worked in therapy to be able to enjoy the summer on my own and take advantage of that. I was like, this guy better not come in here and ruin our summer. I went on. God. One date the same week that you went on the date with that guy. Mm-hmm. My date was atrocious. It lasted 45 minutes. And I was like, I'm so done with this. See, and that is the tricky thing. And this is like the date that I had. It was great. The total opposite of what I had. Yeah. We go on a date. It's great. And here's the thing is like, I am just trying so hard to learn what is healthy, what is normal, what's love bombing and what's n- like not love bombing and just a healthy, I am like fighting for my life out here. <laughs> I feel like we've had I that am... conversation a lot this summer about what's yes. considered healthy and what's not healthy and for love bombing. You and I are the same. And all we do is say, you know what? Let's just block them. <laughs> yeah. My Play therapist says that's always not the best thing to do, but I always feel like at the end of the day, if we just block them and move on, we have yeah, nothing to be sad over. Nothing bad can happen to you if you block them and leave. And no, they can't do anything. As far as I'm concerned, they never existed. I still think it's a good idea, but I'm, I can't really, I guess, uh, what's the word promote that behavior. No, because it's not really the licensed therapist. Is, it's not the best then I guess that's the truth, but my licensed therapist said that I have to communicate and use my words. Ugh, that is so hard. <laughs> it is so hard. I did yeah. that recently and it actually worked out very well for me, mm. but when you cut this guy off, I feel like I, you didn't block him by any means, but I feel mm-hmm. like you put that stake in there and just said, hey, this is not going to work. Mm-hmm. And in the beginning, I feel like I noticed a love bombing happening, mm-hmm. but it was like, you know, this is her situation. I like it was so sneaky to me. It was a little more sneaky because I did. I did like him. Like, it wasn't like I didn't like him and he liked me. And it was like this uneven thing. It was weird because this is how I could feel that I have been getting better with my boundaries. And when like where I'm at with prioritizing myself is because I did like him and it was reciprocated and we're going on these dates and he's, he's checking off the boxes. He, you know, he has, and this is so pathetic. He has a job (laughs) box checked. You know, he's the man has a salary. Yeah. He's not an alcoholic. That's a big one for me. That's great. I, oh my God, you're not an alcoholic. Holy cow. (laughs) Sign me up. Um, and he, you know, wanted to take me on a date and then he wants to plan it. And he, you know, it's just, just really just, he's thoughtful and sweet and, and, you know, but then, but you're right with the love bombing and kind of the aftermath, like. Well, that's where it's hard to tell what's love bombing and not because even when last night when we were sitting at dinner with my dad, we were telling my dad, it's so frustrating when a guy asks us out on a date and then they say, where are we going? What do you want to do? And I feel like for the most part, I'm pretty a traditional woman still. And I want like a traditional relationship and I want a man who can lead a family and lead a relationship properly. And so it is very frustrating when a guy 
will ask me out on a date and then be like, oh, well, where would you want to go? Where are we going? What are we doing? No, I don't want to use my brain cells. Like, yeah, no, you tell me where we're going to go. And so that guy did just that for you. And I did not have to use my brain cells. I never, he never saw my car. He never, he doesn't, I don't think to this day knows what I drive. He never, I never drove him. He picked me up when I was comfortable. I will say that first couple dates. And that was another thing. No pressure. It was, I'm, you know, at your own pace. It was just everything that I needed until it was just these little tiny things that just, Hey, wait, something in my gut, everything is right, but there's something, there's this little feeling and it doesn't feel right. And it was, we had, we were seeing each other for, it was so early, like 10 days and we had seen each other kind of a lot in those, that short period of time. And I had to go home. And then the same night that I went home, he immediately was like, when are we deleting our dating apps? And he straight up told me, I'm worried that you're going to mess around with somebody when you're home. And I was like, oh. there's so many things wrong with that because one, we didn't have the discussion of being like exclusive and two, um, it just was so, it was too early for that. And three, he didn't have feelings for me. Like I knew that he didn't care about me. He didn't, he wasn't saying that because he cared about me and wanted to move to the next level. That was coming from a place of insecurity and jealousy. And that is what felt so wrong. If it came from a place of, Hey, I really care for, for you. And this is really how I feel. And I really want to go here. I probably would have been on board for that, but it was so blatantly obvious that it was a possess a possession. I I want you to be, I'm possessive of you. I don't want anyone else to have access to you. And I just, that is, I know better than that. I'm too old. (laughs) I'm I'm glad I didn't say anything really too much about it because there was a lot I wanted to say about the whole situation, Mm -hmm. especially, you know, the second date when there was all these like crazy grand gestures that were definitely over the top, like Mm -hmm. way too over the top for a second date. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I have to stay quiet. She's been doing so well. I cannot come in and tell her like, hey, what he's doing is wrong. She's going to have to see it on her own. Mm-hmm. And you did. Like you texted me right away after he asked you when you're going to delete the dating apps. And you're like, hey, this guy's asking me to delete my dating apps. And like, I'm not okay with this. And you mm-hmm. told him like, hey, this is not cool. I'm not deleting my dating apps. We're not together. We've not had an exclusive discussion and I'm not ready for that. And it's way too early. Mm-hmm. And I was ready. I was fully prepared to to say, hey, we don't want the same things. I'm walking away now. But, and this is, and maybe at that point I should have walked away right then, but I'm, again, we're learning. I'm learning. He, he changed his tune, right? He did a 180 and he said, the next day, you're right. You're right. I'm sorry. I was drinking. I shouldn't have said that. I want you to have space. I want you to do whatever you want. Take all the time you need. I don't, we shouldn't be exclusive. It is too early. I still want to get to know you. Cause there is so much shit from my past that I just feel like I, that is hard for me. It's so much easier to talk on this stupid podcast than it is to ever tell someone that I'm seeing or that I have feelings for, which is hilarious. Cause anyone can listen to this, but talking to someone that I, you know, like is just, oh my gosh. It's scary. It is, it is like, I don't have words to try to explain because I am, I feel it is just embarrassing. It's, it's, I hate to say that because I shouldn't be embarrassed in my past. It is what it is, but it's hard to admit that being in these relationships that were so unhealthy that I tolerated, but, and now I have all this 
trauma and crap that I have to, that I'm trying to learn, that I'm trying to unlearn, you know, and he just doesn't know that I get these triggers and there's a lot he needs to learn about me before we're going to get in anything. But the most important part here is that even though you are scared, because it is scary shit, I've been in therapy consistently since my divorce and I'm still scared to death to tell people the details about the things that I went through and what I faced and the triggers that I have. And even like my closest, even just like guy friends, I don't talk to them about it. And especially if it's like a potential partner, I will tell them vague details, but it's like, I can't ever get myself to go into the full detail. It's the same thing. Like still mm-hmm. feeling shamed of it. And I try not to let myself feel like there's a stigma against me, but it's like hard not to. So I completely understand why you felt that way with him and why you feel that way with all your potential partners. But at the end of the day, you handled that situation extremely well. Like you could tell Mm -hmm. from that situation alone that you had already started getting better at your anxious attachment because you were starting to notice his anxious attachment behavior, Mm -hmm. which you would not have noticed prior to me sitting you down and being like, bro, you need I would have been just excited. Out. Like, hey, well, you want to delete my dating apps? You guys hear this? <laughs> oh, man. I oh literally would have sat there just with my eyes rolling so far into the back of my fucking head. <laughs> like, but it's so, just like, it's, yeah. you just like never really know what's the fine line of like, am I being love bombed? Am I not? And when you're just coming out of this anxious attachment style, it's still hard to navigate what is good and what's not good. But I think that whole situation lasted like a little over a month. Yeah, it was like almost exactly a month. And and I will say, I don't, I don't even think he realized like all this stuff is like, it's really on my end. I never really try to have a conversation with him about other than me pushing back. I, I didn't call him out and say you're you know I just told him when when he was pushing with the dating app with the deleting and the exclusive like so soon I and I did tell him I said hey this is coming from a place of I feel like this is being rushed this is coming from a place of insecurity this is not blah 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 and I said this is I'm I'm trusting my gut and if this doesn't work for you then we'll go our separate ways and then you know he changed his tune I stayed my visit home we kind of stayed in contact we have a great we have a great had a great time together when we hung out it was never an issue when we were you know and that's I personally didn't like the guy <laughs> and I stopped for sure liking him when we took our little road trip we mm-hmm. went to South Carolina to drop off my daughter and then we took a six-hour road trip to Huntsville Alabama and so we went down there to see pen pal him and I mm-hmm matched on hinge this is when i started i was around the time of the blind dates is no we him and i matched no, before that. that it was before that it was the beginning of march it was just like one of those weird hiatuses where i was like oh let me just see if there's anything on the dating apps him and i matched and we were pretty honest with each other very quickly about where we were within our single journeys and because of his own personal situation I had told him, hey, I just think it'd be better that we're going to stay friends and we have this friendship. And we ended up becoming extremely good friends. We were very close for several months. And we just talked to each other back and forth about, you know, our relationships and our past and like just things that were going on in our daily lives and things that we love to do. And we ended up developing this really great friendship. And we finally, at some point, things started turning more sexual. I think it was like the beginning or the end of may i want to say had to have been the end of may 
Yeah, I think I'm pretty sure it was like the end of May. We saw him early June. Early June, yeah. So I think it was like the end of May is when things started turning more sexual. And it really was like because I was just like so and like, I don't want to say like the word like infatuated because it's not, I like wasn't infatuated with him, but it was just like we had gained this really good friendship. And he's really one of the very few guys that I have actually had some type of like friendship with that. It was just genuine mm-hmm. friendship in the beginning. And I just really liked him as a friend. Things end up turning sexual, you know, started like sexting each other. And then I would send him nudes and things just grew from there. Memorial day weekend comes along. My daughter's visiting with my parents for one last visit before she has to go to her dad's. You took off back home. Mm-hmm. Bananas was out with family and I was just like home alone. And I was like, you know what? I was like, why don't I just like hit up pen pal, see what he's doing tonight. And I will drive to Alabama to go see him. And cause really yeah. it's Alabama, but it's only like an hour and 30 minutes from here. So I text him and I'm like, Hey, what are you doing tonight? And he's like, Oh, I don't, I'm not really doing anything. What are you up to? And I was like, well, everybody left for the weekend. And my daughter's visiting with her grandparents before she goes to her dad's kind of just here by myself. And thought maybe I would take a little trip down to Alabama. And at first he was like a little hesitant about it. And then he was like, texting me back and he was like, no, okay, come on down. So (laughs) I take the hour and a half trip down to Alabama. I really have like no expectations of what's going to happen when I get there. And it was so weird meeting him in person because it was, we had been talking for months and We've been getting to know each other, but it was like, I legitimately was meeting him for the first time, which is now that I think about it, actually psychotic because I had not met him in person yet. And I drove to Alabama to stay at his house. Yeah. That's not <laughs> talk so much about safety and like precaution. And I'm on all your dates with a baseball. Okay. But here's the whole point of and- consignment therapy is we offer the do's and don'ts. So just because yeah. I did it doesn't mean that you should go and do that's it. It's one of those buckets. This was one of those fuck it, just do it moments. And I did. And I'm like, so glad that I did. I get down there. The whole drive there was a total shit show. My GPS goes out. I'm having to text you and say, hey, screenshot me the directions and then text them to me so I can figure out how to get to his house. It's pouring down rain. Can't see anything in front of me. I get there and he was just as cute in person as he was like in the dating apps Aww, and like snapchat he, so he is super cute he's, he's also tall as fuck dude's like what six three six he's the tall ass uh what do i call what was they calling him the guy from the dorky tv show uh sheldon sheldon he, he he's sheldon. not like doesn't look like sheldon but he's just like sheldon i don't know how he's to, just a tall uh, sheldon he loves spaceships <laughs> He loves spaceships and he's constantly trying to take us out to space museums and it makes me want to gouge my eyes out. But he's still a man. He's still a man. Okay, he's a grown man. Story. Sorry. Hilarious. And so I go there, we sit at the counter and we talk for probably three hours and you're texting me every few minutes, asking me questions that only I would know the answer to. But what was funny is you were texting them in our group chat. So it was the group chat was me, you, and Pen Pal. So he was seeing that you were asking me these questions that only I would know the answer was to. Was I really? Was I drunk? What was I yeah, doing? Yeah, you were back home with your buddies. So you were pretty, oh, you were pretty wasted. Yeah. Well, I thought it was pretty slick because, you know. He needed to know. Oh, yeah, because I was flexing on him. He needed to know that I was checking up, that I was that I needed to know. Yeah. 
the answers. One of the questions that he thought was so funny is when he texted me and he said, what is my favorite vegetable that you cook? And I texted <laughs> back and I said, roasted green beans with <laughs> soy sauce and butter. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> so good. I would even be he was like, with butter every day. Four pounds of butter. <laughs> four pounds specifically. Not one, not two, four pounds of butter. But he thought it I was wish it funny. didn't call for four pounds because I can tell my fans. <laughs> but uh so funny yeah he he was like she checking in on you constantly and I was like yeah she's like asking me these questions that only I would know just to make sure you didn't murder me and he was like this is ridiculous we talked for hours like we always do and then we go lay on the couch and I was starting to like fall asleep and I was kind of like laying my head on his chest and he's like you want to go get in bed we go into his room I'm still like not sure what turned into a porn star I did, but I was not expecting it to go there. No, I said he did. He turned into a porn star. Oh, yeah, 100%. He's I, a secret little dirty slut. <laughs> really is. Like, I was pretty shocked, but I really honestly wasn't sure. Like, again, I had, like, no expectations of what was going to happen, if we were going to hook up or not. Get into bed, and then, like, instantly the chemistry was, like, just there. And we end up hooking you up. You you wanted him to be inside of you. I wanted him to be inside of me, not like the blind dates. I knew they were not going to be inside of me. This guy, the second I got there, I knew this one was. Mm -hmm. And I major props to him because the chemistry was just there. Easily top three Mm -hmm. for sure, which is saying a lot for me because I am very specific about sex and those Mm -hmm. kinds of things. Top three easily. So we had sex probably three times when I stayed the night that night because I just stayed for the night and the next day I left it was great and so that following weekend is when we took our road trip back down there to see him we drove we were kid free at this point and so we oh, well, back that was down. when you decided you didn't like almost boyfriend yeah that was when I decided I didn't like almost boyfriend and it was because what did you say it was because while we were on that, in our conversation well, no there was two things that he said I did not like One of them was when we were on our way to Alabama and he said to you, okay, so she's going to Alabama to hook up with somebody when she just went on a first date with somebody two days ago. And I was like, he was so worried that I was going to, he, I've never had someone make me feel like such a dirty whore skank slut that I wasn't. I was so against deleting my dating apps and being exclusive with him. And I was, I never was seeing anybody else because I really don't like sleep with multiple people at once, but I just, I just was hanging on to my freedom. I just was not ready to like close that door or close that book. But, and I, and, and I'm sure I maybe gave him that perception. Right. Cause I was like, no, I don't want to be exclusive, but I've never had someone make me feel so nasty. <laughs> Dude, he made when me I wasn't feel that doing way. Anything wrong, and so like, just I felt like he would just accuse me of things without saying anything. I <laughs> wasn't even like, with the guy. I'm on a date with this guy, but she's going to Alabama to sleep with someone else. How does the guy that she's going to date with kind of feel if she if he ever found out that she went and she's like that is so disrespectful to him? And what about the guy that she's you know like that's just like blah blah blah. And, and it, he wasn't. He really didn't say like. I never felt like he was, because I would have stuck up for you. Like, it wasn't like he was, I never felt like he was really being negative towards you. He was just like, I don't understand. And I was like, 
well, she's single. They're single. They're all single. They're all dating other people and sleeping with other people. I'm sure. Like the guy that that I went on the first date with two days prior to that, literally was somebody that you matched with last year and like within two hours of texting asked to see your titty nipples so that guy for sure would not have trash and i did not send him my titty nipples for the record no you did not i had to go back and check though (laughs) you really nervous i did i was like oh no i hope i wasn't having like a weird day because i normally wouldn't but i just was like oh my god what if i just had like a weird stupid day and i was like whatever (laughs) for me romantic wise we went out on like three dates it just didn't like go anywhere but yeah we went out on a date our first date like a couple of days before I went to Alabama that weekend mm-hmm. and that guy wouldn't have cared he probably had dates lined up for that whole weekend you it's like bang someone before your first date anyway he probably did like you know there's just no I had pussy juice in his beard while you guys were eating oh sick <laughs> don't throw up that's disgusting no that is terrible <laughs> And the other comment that he made aside from that, cause it made me feel just like, what the fuck? Like, and it wasn't like I was going to Alabama to hook up with somebody random. This is somebody that I had been talking to for almost three months at that point. And so it was like, who are you to like make a comment? And even if it wasn't directed towards me, you still don't have, get to have an opinion on that. I don't even know who you are to begin with. Mm-hmm. And then the second, well, it really, again, it was to me. Yeah. At the end it was the like projecting it was, onto It was you. for me. It was to let me know hey, uh, you're not allowed to go on a date. Yeah, you're not allowed to do that. Which is really how I felt, yeah. At the end of the day, that's really what it was, but it did rub me the wrong way. But Mm -hmm. the second comment that he had made was when we stopped to charge our phones and he had said something about me butting into your conversation because I said, hey, we've got like four hours left on the trip. Any chance that you could get off the call and we could get back on the road? And he says something along the lines of, oh, well, you're just butting into our conversation. And it really pissed me off. So I just mm-hmm. leaned into the phone and I just said, listen, buddy, I was here long before you and I'm going to be here long after you. And look where we are. Three mm-hmm. and a half months after the situation. And where's he and where am I? Mm-hmm. He's dead. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm coming back home for Memorial Day from my parents' house and I have plans with my uh, friends to go out on the town. Cause I haven't seen anyone in forever. <laughs> and I had plans with him like two days later or something. And um, so I'm out with my friends having a great time. And then he's texting me, you know, and I was looking forward to seeing him too. Like, I don't get me wrong. Again, I did like him. It wasn't like, I, I wasn't like he was annoying to me or I, I was over him. I, I really did enjoy talking to him but I am seeing these little you know I'm getting these vibes and I'm just not quite sure it was like these little tiny things and it wasn't quite enough to really say okay is this enough to really call it or is it things that can be discussed and worked out or are these misunderstandings is kind of how I felt so anyway he's like oh you're out on the town I'm out on the town too with my friends where are you at and I'm like oh I'm here right now and he's like oh cool uh do you want to you want to meet up because I'm you know I'm out and I was like, oh, yeah, sure. If you guys are out, you know, great. We're going to be here at XYZ. And then it was like, I'm like, well, where are you guys at right now? And he's like, oh, we're still at home, <laughs> but we're leaving soon. So it was just like. So he had I, lied. It was such a small thing, but it was just like, you knew that I was, were you just going out because I'm out? It's kind of how I felt, but it kind of made me feel crazy to ask or accuse him of that. And I wouldn't have mind seeing him. And then. 
so he comes out and then he ends up staying over. And then I had plans with my friends that night, that Monday night with my girlfriends. Cause we go on Mondays, we go to dollar beer night and I couldn't wait to see my other group. I have another pot of friends and you know, I'm a popular gal. Got my other group of girls. And, um, and again, mind you, our plans were still for the following day and he's texting me, we're talking and I'm out with my girls and I think I said something flirty. I don't know what I said, but basically the end of that night, he basically said he ended the text with, well, hopefully you can wait another night to like, get it. Hopefully you can wait till tomorrow to have sex. <laughs> Jeez. Uh... And I, my jaw dropped when I saw that because it hurt my feelings so bad. It made me feel like, I just know Again, I am a sex positive person. I don't think there's anything wrong with what anyone does. If you want to sleep with a different person every day, I support anybody that wants to do that. But I have so much shame ingrained in me with how I do sex and who, you know, how I do that to have somebody that I am seeing and that I'm trying to work up the courage, basically, in my mind, I'm trying to get there in my own way, in my own pace make a comment and like I felt accused of like me being with my friends like oh hopefully you can wait another night like I'm just going to go out and have a one night stand after what that put me through just a few months ago which he obviously has no idea because I'm not going to say a word to him about my past because I'm not comfortable enough yet because we don't know each other that well like and he's oh. already having all these crazy behaviors within yes. less than a month of y'all talking and going out on a couple of dates so I didn't respond again. Then I get a, Hey, is everything okay? Blah, blah, blah. And then I communicate. I did use my words. I was like, that comment was out of pocket. It was inappropriate. It was rude as fuck. It didn't make me feel good. I didn't like it. I'm not going to tolerate it. You will never speak to me like that. That is not how I will be spoken to. That is just new. (laughs) Uh, I don't know what else I said, but I was like, like, we're not, we don't do that. I don't talk to you like that. I've never to this, to at that point or never, I had never questioned what he was doing. If he didn't, I didn't worry about that. We ended up going on our date and then fast forward the following weekend. He basically showed severe jealousy over our best guy friend bananas. And then I cut it off the next day. I was just the last straw. I couldn't do it. (laughs) I was so glad. I was like, Oh, finally, like we're actually legitimately going to have the best summer that we have ever. And it was like, that was, yeah, the end of May. And I was like, you know what? Uh, it is. And that was the thing too, is like, I would felt so much pressure. I wanted so desperately to be just free for the summer. I didn't want to be tied down and he made me feel so suffocated. And, and I don't think he, I really don't think he's a bad person. He never, I don't know, maybe I'm still making excuses, but he never flat out said, you're not allowed to, it was just like his little the behavior the was enough, though. The behavior yeah, was the enough. Meanings behind the things that he said was enough to make me feel. I just could feel like what he meant, and it was enough to make me feel like shit. And I'm not going to spend time with people that make me feel like shit anymore. Hell no! I man, I've said it already. like five times already, but I was so fucking glad when that guy was gone. I was like, <laughs> finally, we're about to have the best summer. We're going to do whatever the hell we want. I ain't got to worry about this idiot trying to trap her into being with him. We can go literally do whatever the hell we wanted this summer. And nobody so was going to stop us. 
because I still, even with the, even with that behavior, as frustrating as it was, I'm proud of myself because I still liked him because there was a lot, there was a lot of good still, right? There was, we had so much fun. He's very funny. He's, I had a great, I know you didn't see any of that. You didn't, you didn't have, you know, you didn't have the chemistry, right? Like we had good chemistry. We did have that. Um, so to have someone that you did feel comfortable with and you did have a great time with where you're laughing and you do feel relaxed and comfortable, at least when you're together, but still to be, to feel like I valued myself to walk away because I could see the signs early on enough. It still took, it's still like I, what probably was stuff four things that happened, but it all happened in a month. I'm so proud. You should be so proud of yourself. That's a huge change. That is so early. Because it took me eight years the last time. <laughs> it took me a year the second time. And it took me six months the third time. Only took you <laughs> a month, month this time. Like, my hey. turnaround is getting so good. You're doing so good this whole summer, man. Oh, I feel I like you were myself. just, like, on the up and up this entire And then I went celibate. And that was, like, even the best thing ever. Because I was like... Yeah. I am not going to talk to anybody that doesn't give a shit about me. Yeah. That was even better. I feel like we kind of like switched roles this summer a little bit, Mm -hmm. mostly just because like prior to that, you were going out on dates or like Mm -hmm. not during this time of before when you cut out, you know, the beginning of the year and all that, but like summer before that and that time frame, I feel like Mm -hmm. you're going out on dates with multiple people. You're meeting guys you mm-hmm. if you felt comfortable you hooked up with them and i feel I was like i was happen. yeah and that I was time in the waves yeah and at that sure. time i feel like i was still kind of sleeping with the neighbor most of the time and mm-hmm. i'm very much one of those people like if i'm sleeping with one person and it's good i'm content with it and i'm not gonna like mm-hmm. sleep with anybody else not because mm-hmm. i think we're exclusive or anything but just because it's like what's going on at that time is working for me so i don't need to go seek it from somewhere else but mm-hmm. you were like just riding the wave, whatever came and went, and it was good for you. But I feel like this summer we totally just like attached this book the whole time, <laughs> <laughs> just played it off like you were cool. But in the inside, you were like, "I'm dying." Yeah. That's good. But yeah, the summer was good. The summer was good, and we I feel right, like we kind of switch roles. We switched roles a little bit this summer, and I don't. I third wheeled a lot. You third wheeled a lot this summer. You were, and I spilled a lot of our secrets. 